Yes, Honest Actors is back with brand new episodes every Friday. To help me continue releasing new episodes without a sponsor, or to say thanks for your favourite old ones, click the support link in the episode description. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. It's a one-off, feeling generous, good deed for the day sort of thing. Think of it as bumping into me and buying me a drink. To find out more, click the support link. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, mine's a large red. I hate those guys. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My name is Peter MacDonald and you are listening to In Anything at the Minute, the Honest Actors Podcast. Hi, my name is Jonathan Harden. Happy New Year. This is the very first episode of 2017 of the Honest Actors Podcast Series 2, sponsored by Today Takes. If you want great offers on theatre tickets, access to day seats on your mobile and exclusive front row lotteries, you need Today Ticks, the ticketing app that lets you see theatre differently. To get tickets with no queues and no fuss, download Today Ticks now on the App Store and Google Play. Now, before I let you listen to episode nine, just a little word to say that if you haven't already left a rating and a review on iTunes, this would be an excellent time to do so. Also, you can follow the podcast, as always, on Twitter at Honest Actors, and you can like the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Honest Actors. Here it is, episode nine with Peter MacDonald. Enjoy. So I'm going to start... uh very first question is the same always. I've already yeah. told you what that is, so you should be anticipating it and have prepared an answer silently. Uh, how did you get into acting? Uh, the short story is I, got, I went to uh, UCD, um, University College Dublin, and started um, becoming involved in the drama society there. Did a bunch of plays, joined a theatre company, did some profit share productions with them uh, theatre company called Fly By Night Theatre Company that lasted for around four years but it was also going while we were in college and then uh, kind of blew up around 95, 96 uh, but th- by that stage it's to be clear because it's <laughs> in an Irish context it wasn't literally blew up. <laughs> no <laughs> no not to my knowledge anyway uh, but uh, it, it uh, yeah, it dissipated by uh, 95, 96. And, uh, but by that stage, it started to get work in other fringe shows and started to make short films of people. And then I was kind of in my early 20s then and I started to get uh, some film roles then. And um, that kind of really uh, was the beginning of me earning my living being an actor uh, up until that like by I've going to be doing it since uh, 95 uh, yeah 21 years yeah so then going back slightly further than that yeah um, were you a kind of performance kid were you the kid that you know was in the school plays that was at family family parties doing you know little things dressing up any of that or was it something that came to you you know, late teens? No, I think I was probably, uh, um, I, I had a performance bone from the word go, I think. Um, but, uh, and I, I was suppose I had a certain, uh, uh, on a certain level I was a, an extrovert, but um, in relation to things like that, doing funny voices and um, play acting and trying to make people laugh, things like that. Um, but I think the first, when I started to watch films and see plays, even like Christmas plays, like, you know, or going to the Panto or um, 
And then the first plays that I actually went to see in the theatre, and then when I actually was was allowed to watch kind of slightly older films, I just kind of felt I understood it. I can't really explain it. So at that age then, are you watching people on screen and thinking that's what I do or that's what I want to do? Or is it a kind of, is it, is it much later that you think that's a possible career? I hate that word, but you know, it's a possible job. At a young age, did you say stuff like, I want to be an actor or did you still want to be a fireman? But you know, thought maybe. No, it was more just, I knew I could do it. There was that, I can't really explain it any more than that. You just know. I think a lot of acting is like that. A lot of actors, it's a knack. It's an ability that certain people have and certain people don't. Yeah. I mean, you have some people who go, I can never do that. And uh, you go, yeah, you probably couldn't. Yeah. You know, uh, and certain people just have that, uh, like some people have good singing voices. Some people have yeah. the ability to write great novels or, you know, shit novels. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, uh, there is just a, and I just felt, oh yeah, I can understand kind of what they're doing there. And uh, whenever I went, I remember doing a school nativity play and thinking, none of these kids know what they're doing. You know, <laughs> which is, I just felt, and I remember one of the teachers going, he's very good at this. Um, uh, but of course, I wasn't up against much competition no. then. But uh, yeah, so I, um, I always, I suppose, but I never analysed it. And I didn't, as a kid, think, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a big uh, star. I'm yeah. going to be, I'm be, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to do that for a living. I didn't, that wasn't conscious uh, at all. Um, and by the time I was in my teens, I was playing in bands. And uh, I was in a band for like four or five years. And um, I devoted a lot of time to that. Um, but the two of the guys I was in the band with were actually better musicians than me. Um, they, one of them still plays music to this day, and the other one plays, still plays in bands, although he doesn't make his living out of it. Um, but I was good at kind of performance and the look of the band, but then by the time I was 18 and I went into to university, I was like, I, I, I knew then, I was like, oh, the first thing I'm going to do is go down to the the drama society and try and get in there. So I, I felt the bu- bug then. I was like, you know what, actually, uh, this is, I'm, I'm better at this than that. Why am I doing this? And is it something that was present in your family? I mean, not necessarily as a profession, but is there, can you identify anyone in your family that you think, oh, that's, that's where I get this from? Uh, not blood relative, no. I have an auntie-in-law who's an actress, though. She, so she was someone on the scene who was, like, acting... Um, uh, she's married to my mum's brother. Um, and uh, so I was aware of her and I was aware that you could you could do it. But I, I, but I think starting out and especially at 18, 19, 20, uh, I was, part of me thought it was just a, as much as I loved doing it and all that, I thought it was Jeez, how are you gonna get through life? How are you gonna get work doing this? You know, I didn't, I didn't see a clear path. Is that a concern you perhaps kind of uh, inherited or got from your parents? Did they ever express that to you? But you know, you know, come on, Peter, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do with this? This is all very well, but you know, you're gonna need to pay the bills. A couple, there were a couple. Of, it happened in stages when they realised, Jesus, he's gonna. This is what he he wants to do. Um, uh, and it looks like he's going in this direction. Um, but I managed to finish my degree, which was important. And then, uh, but then a couple of things that I predicted to them very arrogantly came to pass. But I think I, I predicted them in a way that you just wait and yeah. you watch this space. You, you know, you can, you can talk <laughs> away, you know. And it kind of shut them up because, you know. <laughs> When you're 22, yeah. three-year-olds, someone is saying this and all that, you know, parents do kind of go, you know, maybe he's right. <laughs> and it kind of bought me a bit of time before they started going. Uh, I do my, my old man. Uh, there was one time when I, uh, the, I got a, the first lead I got in a film. Um, I, 
I predicted to my dad a, f- a few weeks out from getting it that uh, I would get it. And like it was a properly financed movie. And uh, um, he, I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that part. And he went, uh, he went you're fucking nuts. <laughs> this, this, he said, no, people don't know who you are, Peter. There's no way anyone's going to give you. I know, I'm not trying to knock you. I'm not trying to say you're not capable of doing this, but that's not the way this works. Reality check. Exactly. He was saying that to me, and I was going, you don't understand. And I got that part. And the night I got it, and uh, I went (laughs) drinking with the director. The director said, meet me in this pub, and and he said, look, I'd like you to do this. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Jesus, I did get it, you know. And we started having a couple of drinks, and uh, got pretty drunk, and uh, I went back to... Um, at my parents' house, and I went upstairs, <laughs> like at four, like four in the morning or something. I went to my home man's bedroom to move beside my mum. Woke him up, and I think I'd brought a bottle of wine up or something. And I woke him up, and he said, "What the what the hell's going on?" I said, "I got that part." And he was abs- he jumped out of bed and was like, "Get, pour me a drink." Brilliant. So. So uh, I think it's obsession. Uh, every other prediction has yeah. fallen flat. Well, you know, but that was going to be, a, yeah. that was going to be, a, I've written down prediction on my yeah. sheet because I'm going to come back to that. Um, so the kind of tone of these is, like I said, we don't dwell on specifics of jobs. So like any yeah. other interview with an actor tends to go, and then you work with, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. do We won't be mentioning jobs. Or, yeah, and then, but, yeah. but what I like to do to give people a kind of a, I think it's important to acknowledge that people have worked um, is to ask everyone if there was one job that could stand for you. For people who are listening who don't know who you are, or for just the sake that this is a job that I'm proud of, and if this is the kind of work I like to do, or maybe it's just it was the, a big step for you at the time, or whatever, you didn't think you did a particularly good job. It could be for any reason you like, interpret it as you will. But if you could pick one job, and I often say this, and go because I can see people's faces, I go, you can have more than one. Okay, um, but you know, limit it to two for because I personally would need two because I know there's two that I would find it impossible to choose between. Yeah, uh, but what what jobs for you stand out as being defining in some way? I I, I will answer the question in the spirit of it being uh, a question and in an interview uh, about. The, oh, no. But but I would find it very very <laughs> difficult to do that in reality because I do see um, each job I've done as uh, a little baby you know um, I put as much effort into every one of them and uh, I, I, I will be proud of all, all of them you know I'm, I'm, I'm happy I did most of them there are of course a few in there where I'm like you know I did that at the time because it was the best thing I could get but I did my best with it you know um, and there are ones better than the others but the other reason it's hard is because I'm as you get older you realize that there's a version of you in your 20s where, you know, you were doing performances I could never do now because I'm too old to play them. Also, I'm not in that space. I'm not in that place. Uh, and likely the same way then, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Um, so I do see my career uh, in, in relative to what I was castable in for my age right. and the, the parts that I played in my 20s and the parts I played in my 30s. But I guess if uh, um, of late in, in, in my recent profession, I'd say, because I also write and direct as well, um, I'd say, I'd probably say... Um, I'd probably say The Stag, the film movie I did recently because... I was co-writer and was so involved in the production and because we were trying to do something uh, with an Irish film in terms of making a modern comedy that had a nod to certain types of comedies that were being made in the UK and in the States around writing rituals and trying to subvert it um, and make it something else. Um, And also because of the experience of working with guys who were in that film and the uh, producers and also the guy who I co-wrote it with and who directed uh, John um, and 
we just found it so funny as well, you know. But we tried to give those characters uh, an emotional center as well. Um, I guess when I was younger, uh, in my 20s, uh, I'd say on stage, uh, probably the Wexford Trilogy, we did uh, um, the Wexford Trilogy when I was like 27 or something, um, and the Tricycle, uh, and Billy Roach was very involved in that. Um, uh, and I really loved that. I was a cast that I was very close to in that as well. And um, they were good. They were really good. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just stuff off the top of my head. Good enough. On a different day, it might have been a different... It might have been, yeah, yeah. Person. I'm now kind of thinking, yeah. But fuck it, you know. Yeah, they're they're the ones it's, I mentioned today. It's yeah. done, it's done. Yeah. Uh, so going then to the other end of that... Um, when you haven't got work and you're looking for work, do yeah. you enjoy, have you ever enjoyed, do you still enjoy the process of auditioning? Um, interesting. Uh, I, I Look, I'm like any other actor, there's nothing I haven't felt, or that other people haven't felt, have felt that I haven't felt. Do you know what I mean? It's frustrating, you, sometimes you get angry, sometimes you... Obviously, sometimes I've done killer auditions and come out and, like, people, you know, loving you and all that and then not... And I've come, you know, very close to things and then just got things with bad auditions. Yeah. Or, but I think it's well, always... Do you think you know then? Because, you know, I'm based on the evidence, which is you get do some killer ones, you don't get the job. You do some terrible ones, you do get the job. Do you think... There's possibly a question mark over how you interpret your own the quality of your own work. I mean, you're a director now, right? So you yeah. see actors audition, you see audition tapes, um, and you know it's that classic thing of a director says, "You think that was terrible?" The director goes, "No, it's absolutely that was the best one." Do you think, even being a director now, you, you might look at that slightly differently? Like there's a kind of a sometimes the things we think internally are fantastic are the things that might be not so good. Yeah. Oh, listen, I've been in, you know, the edit room, editing scenes that I'm in, and, like, we're going, uh, when he says that line, when we cut back to me, what's the look that we have there on those? On take one to five, we've got these looks, yeah. Go back to the bit before we start action. You know there's a bit where I just asked your man to take my coffee cup? Yep. Yeah. And you know when I look back, and I'm actually looking at just relax at you, John. Uh, let's have a look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Bang and put that in there. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? But, the, but, but the, most, most of the best stuff you do as an actor, you're not planning to do it. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're conscious of what you're doing as you're doing it, if you're if you're aiming for something, I think is sometimes absolutely you shouldn't be aiming for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, just do, do angry face. Angry, well, angrier. Angrier. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's the thing about auditions is that you're in. Uh, it's not really. They have to be taken in the context of what they are, which is that you're in a room, which is way noisier than the room we're in at the moment. You're not reading with an actor. Um, they don't know 100% what they're looking for. Uh, they want you to come in with something. Like, it's. Not an, an actor's environment, and also you're, you, you, everyone knows that you know. Once you get a part, it's like you know an audition. I always think is like you're as much work as you should put into it and give it your best shot. It's like you're sitting on top of an, uh, an iceberg, and through the you know half mile of clear ice, there's a golden key sitting there, and you go, I, I can see it. But uh, <laughs> I've got as a lighter, <laughs> and I'm. Everyone knows that when you rehearse stuff, you know that's yeah. what, you actually find out how to do it. And also, you only I think only find out how to do something by doing it. Do you know what I mean? If you decide, oh, this is what's happening in that scene. That's. That, I think that's always the wrong way to go about it. You're. I always find the, and the more I do it, when you're in the scene. And especially when you're rehearsing it, and you go, "Oh shit, yeah," because when he says that, yeah. I'm fucking thinking of this, and yeah, and then it, but but it hits you while you're trying to act it, and that's the best stuff, and that's kind of the best stuff about acting. Does does uh, having been an actor 
uh, for all these years change or, or does it em- impact upon how you audition other actors? And what, what do you think you... If, when I've auditioned actors? Yeah, when you've auditioned actors, do you think you've done it differently because you've been through it? I mean, what's an ideal audition process, do you think? No, look, you're just sitting there waiting for the right person to walk into the room. That's all everyone, anyone's doing, you know? And, you know, you, people can come in and do brilliant auditions, and you go, he's really good, but he's not that guy, you know? And uh, he, could, he could get there, let's put his name on the list, but he's not really that... That, that we're looking if that guy for, walks in yeah exactly yeah about yeah him. exactly so and he may not do as good a reading or maybe not have put in as much work on some level but also what you're looking for is someone who's relaxed and in the moment i find you know interesting yeah because the, the you know that's so much of what acting is um have you been aware as you've gone through your career of having uh, and I hate the word, but rivals of people who, I always think of it like this, there are people who sometimes I see in an audition room, they tend to be Northern Irish around my age, or else I might not even see them in the audition room, but I know they're on the list. I haven't seen them, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I know they're on the list. Um, yeah. So are you, are you conscious of, of that? Has that ever played you know, on your mind, or is it just something that you're aware of, but don't worry about? Yeah, I guess there's people who have been up uh, obviously for the same part a few times um, and sometimes they go with me sometimes they go with them so I've, but, been, in the, I've been in the room opposite some of mine like I've, I remember getting the train to Edinburgh and audition for a play and uh, walked into the waiting and there was a guy from Belfast there and I thought oh fuck it because when I read it I thought do you know who I'd cast in this and then of course I went and, oh, right. and I thought oh and he, he, but with a, not with a kind of like pissed off at the guy, but you think there's no mission. I might as well just get back on the train. It's not about it's it's like what you're saying. It's about he's that guy, you know. Because you read certain parts, you go civil servant, whatever. You know, oh yeah, he's that guy. Or you read a part and you think like it's a doorman or whatever. Yeah, that's him there. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you never see yourself. You can yeah. always cast. I think. Yeah. You're like it's hard to know your own type. I suppose is the, yeah, kind of, yeah. the weird thing about it. Did you fuck him up? Totally. And what did you say to him? No, I didn't. <laughs> he did say to me though, "Oh, you're doing really well." And I thought, "Oh, fuck oh, yeah, off!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I walked here. <laughs> yeah, an agent once told me that the only time an actor is ever truly happy, and this, I suppose, says a lot about the agent and their opinion of actors. Yeah. But the only time an actor is ever truly happy is in the five minutes after they get a job, and his reasoning was that from the six minutes onwards, they start to worry about their ability to do the job what jobs they might miss, miss out on because they're doing the job, mm. um, you know, if they've made the right decision, what, all that stuff. Do you recognise yourself in that? And uh, if you do or if not, what kind of things might you begin to worry about for minute number six? Um, i got to say, if my agent said that to me with any sincerity, I'd... He's I'd no be... longer my agent. Okay, right. <laughs> It's quite reductive about actors, but um, you know, it's a bit, it's a quip, I suppose. Is there is there's truth in it in that uh, it's such uh, uh, on some levels insecure profession. Um, some of that is is true, um, but I don't really. I think when I say yes to something. Um, I'm actually really happy. Hey, I'm probably delighted I got the job. Um, but for longer than five minutes. Yeah, for way longer than five minutes. I, that's when uh, I, I feel that now I'm, I get the chance to explore this and to do this. And um, But sometimes I think I get a job and if I'm honest, I'll probably go, you know what, I'm, I've got 60% kind of, I'm 60% of the way there already in terms of how I'll probably play this. I just know that I'm probably, and then sometimes I'm like 20. So. Those are the, I think those, that's, that's yeah, more fun lines, but isn't it? There, that's more fun. So I'm, yeah. I'm like, uh, this yeah. is great. Let's, let's find out how we're going to do this. Um, uh, so I, I, I don't, I personally don't worry about whether I'm going to screw it up or not. 
Um, and I, I think now, as you grow, grow further into the profession, you just stop worrying about whether, oh, but maybe, you know, I'm missing those other phone calls because now I'm unavailable. Um, And also the other thing I always say to actors is best time to get work is when you're working. So, you know, you're probably going to, you might get those things anyway. You never know, they might fit in, you know. But uh, um, no, I don't worry about whether I'm not going to be able to do it because no one's going to be able to do it the way that I'm going to do it. And no one's going to be able to do it the way you're going to do it. So I didn't go to drama school, um, and I, do, I don't regret that. I think, uh, but I, I think it's a really great thing to do as well. Um, but I didn't feel that I, I, I don't get that sense of competition with people. Um, if you're doing well, I'm delighted for you. Do you know what I mean? Do you if, think? Do you think that's the reason why you don't have that sense of competition? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I've never really thought about it before. Um, and obviously, on some level, I'm competitive. On, on, um, <laughs> but I remember when I was younger, my dad used to say, look at that guy. You'd be watching a film, and he'd go, um, look at that guy. He's amazing. And I'd say, uh, he'd, it happened once or twice. I'd say, I don't really think that guy's that good. And he said, that's what I mean. And he's playing the lead in the film. <laughs> so for us all? No, he's like... yeah. But he got the part. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, It can happen. Respect him. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't have that much talent. But he's up there. Yeah. You know? And I was like, yeah, that's Something is. nice about feeling like you're cheating the system occasionally. Well, or he's not cheating the system because, <laughs> yeah. because that's all sub- uh, objective anyway. Yeah, you of know? course. But um, uh, I, I don't really mean, I don't think, I don't find people from drama school that competitive, but I do think that they come uh, out at the exact same time as well, it's, it's around 30 true. other people. Not, not and I, I would imagine putting myself in that position, you are suddenly like, like when I came into it, I was like, well, I'm just getting into the, you know, just yeah. coming into this crazy world. Yeah. Whereas you're going out there with lots of other people. And some of you are going to initially do a lot better than others. And I would say that that is a very difficult thing to do. And if I put myself there at that age, I would say it is quite challenging. Um, I didn't have to go through that. Um, have, you ever, have you ever regretted that? Has there ever been a point where... No. <laughs> I, I was never drawn to it. Um, I couldn't do it at the time, but uh, I was never... Uh, I, I think when I was younger, I was more arrogantly, I kind of thought, well, gee, they're all going to drama school, um, but the people who are teaching them, why aren't, why aren't they... Yeah out there doing it, um, which is totally wrong yeah. because some people are great teachers and it's a stupid way of looking at it. Um, I, I think that I, I that drama school is clearly a great place for people to cut their teeth and... Uh, to work for three years. Uh, yeah, find out, you know, yeah. if they want to stick with it. I'd say, you know, there are, depends on where you go and some people can be quite, seem to be quite rattled by the experience because they are deconstructed and reconstructed in some cases it seems to me but I never I, I wasn't there I, I never experienced it but I certainly wouldn't have lasted if that's what they were trying to do but also I think with anyone who's in who's been to drama school or not been to drama school five minutes of rehearsal and all that goes out the window yeah because they immediately go okay you can do it buy tickets to the best theatre in London the new way with the Today Ticks app, getting great offers and access to exclusive tickets has never been easier. With Today Ticks Rush, you won't have to queue at the box office for hours to get day seats, and you can access big savings with their lotteries for shows like Kinky Boots and The Bodyguard. Download Today Ticks, the theatre ticket app, from the App Store and Google Play, and see theatre differently. Um, so, how important is luck? You talked earlier about predictions, and you must have felt, as a younger man certainly, that uh, you were destined uh, to do certain things. Um, but how important do you think luck is in this industry? Is there, does luck play a part? I, the only reason I predicted that was because I saw the chink, I saw the window of opportunity to get the part. Right. It wasn't that I thought, oh, you know, my destiny lies in... But you said yeah. you predicted other things as well. So you predicted several things you know, that, that, that came to pass. Yeah. And I don't mean anything. Yeah, and you do need I mean, to do that. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. of course, at that age... You, you have to believe that, otherwise you wouldn't do it. 
you have to believe that that success on some level is possible at that age, I think. Yeah, and whatever I, success is. Yeah, and I only came round to that. Do you know what I mean? I when I was initially thinking about doing this, uh, I was like, Jesus, you know, I don't. <laughs> like, how do you get? How do you make a living out of this? Um, I'll deal with that later. Yeah, and then you think, oh, what the? Why am I even thinking about that? You know, yeah. this is. I just got to go for this. You know, I've got to do this. You know. Um, I don't want to be somewhere going, Jesus, I wish I'd, uh, you know, I'm still doing the Amdram, but, you know, I really wish, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Like, I, <sighs> I just knew I, I didn't want to be that guy, yeah. you know, so. But luck. Yeah, luck. Does luck play a part? Luck plays a part in everything in life. You're, you know, I can't, you know, luck plays a part in if you meet the right person okay. for I'll put it, I'll put it yeah. a different way do you, do you believe in the, in the possibility of the big brick and the other question is do you think you've had any um, I don't believe in the big break I think people do get big breaks um, or a series of smaller breaks but sometimes uh, the, the break that actors really get is the thing that puts them in the position to get the bigger one, but they've actually already got it by getting this one. Yeah. And then they're suddenly in that place where they can get cast on that other one. Um, so what seems like the big break to the rest of us is actually not the big break. Yeah, it's kind of natural, um, natural narrative. Yeah. There's a through line. Yeah, but people getting jobs that change their careers, that absolutely exists. And uh, But... That's, you know, that's just fate, circumstance, talent, um, lots of different things. But I don't believe, oh, you know, I've got another big break coming up. I had one then and I got this one coming up. I do remember, though, when the first time I played a lead in a film in Ireland, I, when it came out, I was over in the UK making uh, something and um, I wasn't here, I wasn't in Ireland when it came out and um, it went to number one in the box office right. um, and it didn't have any, even Irish stars in it at the time and um, uh, it was getting great and press and it was like, it had beaten the Hollywood movies which is a huge thing in Ireland uh, to get to number one and um, people were raving about it and I was out of the country and um, people were ringing me, this is like just when, you know, mobile, like mobile phones were this size. And uh, they were going, oh, people are going crazy about this film, they're loving it, people are doing it, people are doing scenes from it in the street and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, geez, I really, it was as good as, I, you know, it was every bit the movie we thought we were making. And when I came back to Ireland, I thought, when I was coming through the airport, I thought, you know what, I better keep my head down here because it's number one in the box office nobody recognized me no you know what I mean like yeah. it wasn't it didn't impact on that level at all and I remember feeling like I've been around like uh, um, in Dublin then for a couple of weeks and nobody said anything to me and I was kind of like a bit disappointed that you know people didn't recognize me from the you thing. We're almost doing but also, Yeah but also back then particularly nobody would say anything to you anyway yeah. You know, they go, there's your man. What's yeah. he like? I bet he's a bit of a prick in real life. You know, <laughs> it's like, but, uh, you know. People don't. You know, but I was like, but then I was like, of course. Why don't, what was I thinking? You know, it's just because I was getting this feedback on the phone and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think that the people do get big breaks. Um, but I don't think you should go around believing in them. But personally, I find um, as I've grown older with acting and all the things around it, you still feel all those things. You, you still wonder, hmm, I wonder when I'm going to get the. But you realize it's just noise. Yeah. It's just the top of the, the sea. And basically, all that really matters is, um, is the act, actual acting and the work and. and uh, getting in good things and uh, making a living and getting better and better at what you do. Um, have you acquired any ways of, of dealing better with rejection or have do you find the rejection that's inherent in what we do easy or difficult to cope with? I either not getting a job or the not knowing if you've got a job and just assuming three weeks later that that's probably not going to happen. 
Any word? <laughs> Any feedback? Um, uh, when was the last time you asked for feedback? Um, oh, probably a few months ago. Just went, uh, any feedback? Yeah, any feedback, yeah. Did they get any feedback? Or just Did tell, me if, tell me if you've offered it. When I say any feedback, I'm just saying, is there, am I still in the pot? Yeah. You know? Or you don't have to, to come back and say, oh, they thought that you were, you know, and they were like this, and you know, and all that, and I'm like, fine. They felt that when you were in the room that you, you hadn't washed your teeth. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, uh, I, uh, but I've definitely grown better at dealing with not getting jobs or not getting the job that you thought, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to get that. And then you don't get it. Because... Um, Is there a rationale at play there? Is there something... Yeah, because I've kept working and I've had a career. Um, and also, uh, I'm in it for the long haul. And I also know it does keep going. And, but ultimately, I think that we, uh, the decisions that go into casting someone are so varied. And some of them are stupid. And, uh, well, he's just been in this show for our channel and now we're going to put this guy in this show. You know, fine, there's nothing you can do about that. And one day that could be you. One day it yeah. will be you, you know, and you can have that period and then it'll go away. Um, or else, they'll go, yeah, we just thought you were brilliant. We didn't know what to do. It was down to you and this other person or whatever. And um, so-and-so just, we, we decided, we, you know, you don't know. There's so many different things. But also, that person is, is going to do their version of that part in co collaboration with the director. They're not going to do your one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it... It, to me, it just doesn't become part of the list that's on my CV, and I move on. Yeah. And, and by and large, I don't believe in the everything happens for a reason thing, but uh, something else happens, and then, like when we were about to, to do the stag, uh, coming up to that, I was up for this other really big thing, and um, it didn't work out, and... Uh, then suddenly the sound got the money and, and it all happened. What a great life experience. And, um, and there is nothing to beat watching a film that you've had such a creative involvement with, with an audience getting it. Uh, we, it's even better when you've directed something that you're not in. Yeah, of course, because um, you don't have to worry that that actor part of your brain where you're going, oh. Well, you just, yeah, you're... Well, no, I, I mean, it is funny when you actually edit yourself in... in what have you the, learned from editing yourself? What have you learned about acting from editing your own performances? Just, you, um, you have to be absolutely ruthless and uh, you have to stay ahead of the audience. But I think that's what the, um, actors should be taught on the first day of, and the last day of any acting course. Stay ahead of the audience, that's it. Do you consider yourself successful? Um, yeah. Uh, do you think that 23-year-old, if you, you know, were able to say to him, this is, what, this is what you're going to achieve, do you think he'd have been happy with it? Yeah. I think uh, he would... Uh, um, he, what he'd be most happy with is this: um, is that I'm uh, made a career out of it, and I'm as engaged with it now as I was then. I don't feel uh, jaded or cynical about what I do. I still, um, I still think I'm getting better at it, and I still think I'm learning it. You still love it. Yeah, sometimes I hate it though. Yeah, but that's of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that's 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 part of it, and, and you know. Do you have many friends that aren't actors? It's interesting, as you know, you're not married to an actor, so that's that's at least one, right? Uh, but you find a lot of actors, I think, particularly actors who went to drama school, actually uh, have a huge kind of ridiculously high percentage of their friends do the same job as. Them. Yeah. Do you have many friends that aren't in the industry? I think most of them aren't. And what do they think? Well, about no, you? sorry, that's not true. It's probably, but the balance of them aren't, yeah. And what do you think about, what do they think about what you do? They're intrigued by it and they, they like it. They, they 
they never really know how it works. Yeah. Or sometimes they think you're way more famous than you are or yeah. way less famous than, you know, way less <laughs> successful than you are. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They don't know how to place. And like with our neighbors and stuff, like you, they meet you and they're like, what do you do? And you go, I'm an actor. And then, then suddenly they start watching things that you're in and then suddenly they're like, you were in, blah, blah, blah. I think the funny thing about uh, acting is that uh, you, um, uh, people, they don't, they see it as a funny job. A job that's kind of out of the ordinary of ordinary jobs, yeah. and um, that's quite a sentence. Uh, I think you carried it off. Yeah, but they. Uh, so, but like, if you think about, like, so if you say one of the professions, like, say, um, a solicitor or something, how many times a year do you meet a solicitor? Probably not once a year. You probably meet them. In your case over a few criminal convictions in the past, but in, in, in most people, they meet them when it's they're conveyancing a house or something yeah. like that. But yet, solicitor is a, a, a job doesn't, job. Doesn't, but it doesn't raise an eyebrow. Yeah. Or you meet a taxi driver every day, or the plumber comes around twice a year to service a butter. You only meet them every now and then and see them doing their jobs. Whereas people spend their whole lives watching us do our jobs. They turn on the TV, we're there. They turn on the radio, we're there. They listen to an ad on the radio, we're there. An ad on the TV, we're there. A billboard, half the people on fucking billboards are uh, actors. So um, it's this totally weird reversal in terms of the visibility of what we actually do. Whereas in fact, we're the most exposed job in the world. It should be pretty clean, clear to people how, how it works. But the, the, the problem for most actors is if you say, if you're, say you're an actor and you're predominantly working on stage at any one time, then you're not on that platform where they, where they see you doing their job. So then they're like, well, wh- where are you? And what are you doing? And what would I... F- so, but also it's like, if you are up there, where have I seen you up there? So then you, you're like an IMDB page every time you meet someone and tell them you're an actor. Yeah, um, and, and in that case, you just go. Do you know what IMDb is? Yeah, and they go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knock yourself out. My surname is McDonald. <laughs> Knock yourself out. You on might, your, you might be on there your, for some time. On your own, on your own time. <laughs> Treat yourself to, yeah. the, to the yeah. back catalogue. Yeah. Um, have you ever suffered from stage fright? Uh, no, I'm pretty lucky. Uh, I, I get the appropriate. Um, nerves. Um, I think everyone uh, is going to feel that tingle before they go on, but it's not debilitating, uh, which I think is what stage fright is. Um, I did do a one-man show uh, around eight years ago, um, which was an hour and 45 minutes long without an interval. And as the writer, when I finally met him, he was an American guy, he said, thank you for learning my 13,000 words. <laughs> I said, I wish you hadn't told me that. It's a master um, dissertation. Yeah. Uh, and when I went on before that, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did it for like five weeks in two different venues. And when I went down before that, uh, it was a totally different process to any other play I did. Yeah because it's actually just learning it, um, working out how to perform it, but then just the, the kind of mental fitness you need to perform and be at that level of concentration for that long and yet be riding on top and really yeah, performing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your brain gets bigger for a few months and then, of course, it, it gets smaller again, <laughs> as I found out. But your memory... It, everything becomes clearer and sharper but before I went on stage for that I had to I had to kind of semi-meditate and get into a completely calm space so I think that's the most nervous I've been but I do remember there are moments of like oh shit <laughs> what's next? no or just before I went on oh right um, going this isn't going to I'm not we can't, this isn't going to work fuck <laughs> This is this is uh, this is the wheels. The wheels are going to come off here, and uh, I'm fucked. Everyone's tried, 
And I always think that when people dry, especially when you, when you look in their eyes on stage, they drop out of the space-time continuum. Totally. Yeah, they actually don't know where they are in, in the universe, let alone on stage. It's, it's Hitchcockian yeah. trombone shot. Yeah. It's like, whoa, everything's just, yeah. you know, I'm gone. <laughs> I don't actually don't exist anymore. <laughs> and you're looking at them going, it's okay, it's Tuesday night, we're on stage in the whatever theatre, and I'm, I'm about to say something to you that's going to help you come back down to earth. <laughs> we, and also, I always notice the people who forget lines start to walk and move way more the than they should thing be. Ever. Yeah, they start doing circles and kind of picking up <coughs> coffee cups and, you know, yeah. you're like, it's okay, don't worry, we'll get through this. Uh, I heard a story about somebody walking on stage with their glasses on their head. The glasses they were meant to put on in the middle of the scene. <laughs> and, then, and then spent like a couple of minutes on stage looking for their glasses, which were on their head. That's, I think it's one of my favourites of all time. I know if I was in that position, I would never, I just would not, I would leave it two, three minutes before I pointed it to them. You just, I, just to I see, I've got to see, just to see where it's going to go. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The magic because the audience would obviously start laughing. And right? nobody, no, yeah. nobody ever loses their glasses in a play. You go, there's certain things that, you, you know, it's fine to lose your glasses. Yeah, yeah. It's fine, you know, make yeah. it your character's problem. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever considered giving up? Acting? Yes. No. The fact that you asked acting question mark yeah, yeah, yeah. implied we give away the answer. That was yeah. Never. No, no. I, I, why? Why would I give up acting? I mean, uh, I would, if I started to direct more and stuff like that, I don't think that I would, like, I don't, I don't feel, oh, God, but I'd have to get on the stage because I, I, I need it. Do you know what I mean? I'd just be like, I'm always going to do this for the rest of my life. So why, why then haven't you given up? Why has it never crossed your mind? If we talked about what the, what the bad things are about being an actor, what are the things that make you want to keep coming back? Why do you act? Because I think deep down every actor knows this, um, that's their skill set in life. Otherwise, if you don't feel that, you should, you should definitely give it up. But if that's your skill set in life, why not explore it and use it? If I was a great singer, uh, you know, or if I could sing, I'm not saying, you know, obviously I don't have objectivity of myself as an actor, but I've never been in a stage play where I'm looking at anyone in the cast thinking, you can't act. You know, so you're always going, yeah, you should be doing, you should be doing this with your life. Yeah, and I th if I hear about people giving up or I think are good or whatever, I, I find that heartbreaking. I'm like, what? You shouldn't. You should hang in there. You know what I mean? People come around again for you. You know, uh, I, I I feel very upset when other people give up because I know that that's what they're meant to do. So yeah. I don't. That's why I don't think about it. Uh, is acting difficult? It's actual, the process of acting, not being an actor, but is acting difficult, do you think? Um, I have a friend, a writer, who says uh, there's two types of acting. Um, there's uphill acting and there's downhill acting. And uh, if I, he says, if I'm he's, uh, watching a play of mine or watching any play, um, he says, I don't want to see uphill acting. I don't want to see the work that's gone into it. Um, have there been moments in your career where you've been conscious of temporarily being someone else has changed you permanently? Every single job. Pretty much. Well, oh, well no, sorry, not every single job, but most jobs, particularly stage jobs. Yeah, I do. I, f I feel like um, to really case apart and get into it and understand it and, and then be able to just release yourself into it, you're spending so much time trying to understand especially if the writing's good, someone's uh, else's humanity. Whenever I get a part or I'm up, up for a part, particularly when you know, you're reading a play, I'm always thinking, where is this character weak? Where are they doing things unconsciously? Where, where are they doing what they need as opposed to what they want? Um, where are they a bastard? Where are they lying to themselves? Where are they lying to everyone? And we all do that all the time. And when you're doing that with somebody else's 
taking on somebody else's story and journey, I think it's always reflecting back on yourself or things that you understand. And, um, and you don't do it alone. You do it with your fellow actors and with your director. And they help you realize what you're doing. And also the best, the bit, bit I always love about acting is that you, when you're in the middle of doing it and it's leading the way for you. Um, so on some level, I think all good jobs that I've done, I've... Um, yeah, I take something away from it. Yeah, I mean, that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, finally, um, <clears throat> if you could go back to that, I normally say to people, um, which indicates my own bias as well, I suppose since I've moved to London, but uh, the day you come out of drama school. But if you could go back to uh, that, you know, 23 year old or um, the first time you got a paid job, and if you could offer that young kid advice based on what you've learnt in the intervening years, what kind of things might you say to him to make his journey a little bit easier, a little bit less painful, maybe a little bit more successful, okay. whatever. But what would you, what, what pearls of wisdom might you impart to your younger self? I'll probably ask him for advice. Am I doing the right things? Because um, you're so much more pure at that age, you know? Uh, I guess I'd say, look, it's it's going to be okay, you know. You, you're gonna you're gonna make a career out of this. You're gonna keep working, and um, uh, you're doing the right things. You're on the right path. So enjoy it as much as you can. I'm pretty sure I enjoyed most of it, you know. Uh, and you know, don't sweat the little stuff, because uh, this is what you're meant to do with your life. The, uh, the bonus question that, yeah. that calls it all to a close is a question I always promise I'll never ask, but it is, uh, are you in anything at the minute? No. no. Excellent. No. It's always my favourite answer. <laughs> it kind of plays beautifully. I'm sitting here talking to you. I think I'd be talking to you if I was in it. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah listen, no, oh, sorry, John, I'm busy. I'm really busy. Yeah. I'm, I'm in every scene in this thing at the yeah. moment. So, well, I'll come know, to your trailer. Yeah, yeah, you could come to, actually don't, because <laughs> I'm in character and, you know. Anyway, thanks very much. No, no, my it's pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope it has been. Edit me well. Yeah, I will. Trust me. You've got to trust me. Yeah. I'll be ruthless. Yeah. But thank you very much. I genuinely enjoyed it. Thanks, Peter. Good. Thank you. That's it from me for another fortnight. Hope your 2017 has got off to a cracking start. I will be hopefully adding something of worth to it in the next few weeks in the form of the Emerging Actors Roundtable, which although we'd hoped would be out before Christmas, uh, has taken slightly longer because these things do, apparently. Um, so we're putting the final finishing touches to that. I'm very nervous about it, I must admit. But it should be with you, I would imagine, before the end of January, fingers crossed. Keep an eye out for the Emerging Actors Roundtable. I will let you know, of course, when it does go out. Until then, and until the next episode in two weeks, thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.